Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome back to The Ralph Report. We're starting the show even before we started the show. We're making ourselves laugh here in the Batcave. Welcome to the show. It is a brand new one for a Thursday, December the 5th. I am your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman. Sitting here in the Batcave with me is the vice host himself, Mr. Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Warm welcome. Crowd's going crazy for Eddie today. It is a spectacular show we have in store for you today. Because on the counter, you want to know why? I'm going to tell you why. Because we got a great batch of your phone calls coming up from the Ralph Report hotline. We'll be hitting that on Garmy on the line. Of course... We've got the entertainment news as well. We have, because it is Thursday, a very special episode of Ralph Sex University. We are going to stick it where the sun don't shine really? today. Yeah. All right. It's going to be a good time. Don't mind that. So much stuff <laughs> in store, including a visit from the boy wonder himself, Burt Ward. I talked to him on Skype yesterday. We recorded a little mini announcement. Oh, nice. He's got something to talk about. It's really, it's a, it's a great show. You guys are in for a treat. I guarantee. I guarantee. All right, so let's get to it. You guys, your calls are so good, I'm not even going to wait. We're going to jump right into it. We love it when you reach out to us on the Ralph Report hotline. You can do it any number of ways. Email is good. You can write me, ralphattheralphreport.com, or Eddie or Steve at that same email address. You can reach out to us on social media, as many of you do, or you can do what lots of people like to do, leave a message, a voicemail message on the Ralph Report hotline. It's available to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You simply have to dial it up. That phone number is one eight three three. 833 Hi, Ralph. <laughs> Mixing it up. That's a good one. Thanks. <laughs> Hi, Ralph. It is the Ralph Report hotline. I listen to each and every voicemail message. Then what do I do? Well, I hand select. I'm like a uh, like a guy who owns an orchard. I go along and I pick only the ripest, yeah. most fresh calls, and you, I pluck them off the vine. You smell them or tap I them? I do. I smell them. I feel them for firmness. They should give a little bit, but not too much. They shouldn't be mushy. <laughs> and I put them in the basket, and I bring them back here, and we like to put them together in a segment <laughs> called Gas Leak. There's a new gas. There's a gas leak in my new home. <laughs> Among other things. Put them together in a segment called Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's going to play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. Blip, 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 you folks are the best. Uh, you know, I'm going through a bit of a rough patch, as happens in one's life. Sometimes you run up against some adversity you need to overcome or circumvent or go over or yeah. go under somehow. Plow through it. You got to get through it. Uh, a lot of folks have been offering up advice. Chuck, for example, called up. He had an idea for me. Hey, Ralph, what's up? It's Chuck D in Des Moines listening to today's show on Wednesday. I didn't know you were uh, up for taking some advice uh, via phone call. Sure. Um, so I have a piece of advice for you. It's a simple way to get over any type of issue you're having in your life, be it a woman, a job, whatever. Hmm? It's simple. Okay. Simple formula, cocaine and strippers. Put those two things together, you'll be a happy man. LME. Yeah, you're telling me. I invented that advice, I think, Chuck. <laughs> but cocaine and strippers, you're absolutely right. Nothing can ever go wrong with those two things, especially when they're combined. Right. Nothing but good times. I got to tell you something. No regrets. One of the great joys in my life was doing a line of cocaine off of a stripper's ass. Oh, simpler times. Yeah, those were good times. <laughs> they may be coming again. <laughs> Why it's not? A, it's a whole new world. Nothing holding you back. I'm I'm older, but I'm wiser. That's the trade-off. So let's see what happens there. Uh, yesterday's show, I, I like to think it was pretty entertaining. I had a good time. We are doing, for the rest of this month leading up to our holiday break, 
We are going to do one hit wonders solely uh, focused on holiday songs. Yeah. Yesterday's was probably as bad as it's going to get. I won't say that because it probably will get worse. I don't know if it can get worse than that. Uh, It might. A lot of people, even uh, Eddie Pence, upon leaving the recording of the show, said, well, that song is going to be stuck in my head all day long. A lot of people were complaining about (laughs) the same thing. No one as much as this gentleman. Ralph. (laughs) Eddie. Yeah. All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Yeah. <laughs> you call me bastards! Yeah, it's a guy, <laughs> guy struggling there with that. Sorry about that. There's a lot of bad one-hit wonders uh, at Christmas time. Yeah. Turns out. I think it's the easiest kind of song to get on the charts. Yeah, because and then it gets redone over and over and over and over. It lives forever. It lives forever. If you can make a mark at all, you will be recycled guarantee. Not guarantee. Uh, once a year. Yeah. And the, those residuals keep coming in. Mariah Carey makes a fortune on yeah. Christmas songs. I'm sure the guy we talked about yesterday, that uh, music teacher from Smithtown, yeah. New York, probably lived the rest of his life on yeah. the residuals from that goddamn yeah. song. It's no justice. <laughs> Speaking of music, uh, often here on the show, when we mention a particular city uh, on the eastern seaboard, mm-hmm. the, uh, the home of liberty, where our nation was born, mm. uh, one of the great sports towns in these United so, States, mm. uh, focus of, uh, mm. of a legend Mm-mm. and tales of heroism and magic. <laughs> okay. Whenever we mention that particular city... There's a little musical uh, accompaniment that goes along with it. Do you know what city we're talking about, Eddie Pence? I'm sorry, what now? Philadelphia. Yeah. And so yesterday, a, a story came up involving Virginia, the state of Virginia, <laughs> which is the home state of our vice host, Mr. Eddie Pence. Yes, beloved home state. And we didn't have any music to play for Virginia because Virginia doesn't have a song. It has a song. I think Carry Me Home to Old Virginia, I think, is is the state song. Uh, But it doesn't have a popular song that was played on the radio. Which is unfortunate because we don't have America without Virginia. About Virginia. You don't have slavery without Virginia either. Well, among other things. Won't get into that. But Kyle from Virginia called in with a suggestion. Hey, Ralph and Eddie, Kyle, uh, One Star General from Richmond. Uh, listening to today's show, you guys were talking about a song for Virginia. You could always go with Sweet Virginia Breeze by Robin Thompson. Just throwing that out there. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Are you familiar with the song Sweet Virginia Breeze by Robin Thompson? I don't think I am. Maybe if I heard it, I don't know. Well, I'll have you know, Eddie Pence, in, in 2015... Yeah. By a vote of 39 to 0, <laughs> Sweet Virginia Breeze was designated the official popular state song of Virginia. Wow. Unanimous. Yes. Wow. Now, it doesn't mean it's the official state song. It's just the official popular state okay. song, meaning, I guess, one that actually was on the radio. All right. It turns out I was incorrect. To Carry Me Home to Old Virginia is not the official traditional state song. It is right. Our Great Virginia. Okay. Are you familiar with nope, that at all? I'm not no. Familiar with okay. that one either. Well, anyway, here is a Sweet Virginia Breeze as done by Robin Thompson. I've never heard it before. I assume it was a hit somewhere, probably in the state of Virginia, but here is a little taste. Woke up this morning. Okay. That's wow. Pretty, pretty good. Is it? Dogwood trees. Talking about dogwood trees. Yeah. It's, he's working a lot of references Virginia in there. Yeah, Do you think good. they think that's good? I, I could live with it. You I can think, play that crappy Philadelphia song. You can play that that's one. That's Sir Elton that a, John. Uh, one of his biggest one hits. One of his crappier songs. Sir Elton John singing Philadelphia Freedom, mm. not only about the beloved city of Philadelphia, but also was the theme song for the professional tennis team we had in Philadelphia for a what minute. What was the name of them? The Philadelphia Freedom. 
That's why he wrote that song for his good friend Billy really? Jean King, who oh. was the owner of the Philadelphia. I didn't Freedom. know any of this. See, it's got a long, rich history. I wish I didn't have that information in my head. As opposed to Sweet Virginia Breeze. Oh, I think if, we, on if we ever mention Virginia again, we can play just the very tail end of this. So this not this part. Wind in his face. Yep, that part sweet virginia i like that song breeze, i really like that song well though. you're off it's really growing it's on really me. not good but it's all we got so that will be the official <laughs> soundbite for virginia in the future i'm happy now okay speaking of eddie pence what we got to get into the great manila war <laughs> i don't think i'm wrong on this well you are i don't think i am well trust me you're very very wrong eddie is wrong and we'll get into why. But it has, for some reason, created quite the mania amongst the members of the Garmy and the idiots who are coming out of the woodwork on both sides of the issue. If you missed yesterday's show, Eddie Pence believed that the manila envelope and manila folder were named that because they were named after the color manila, which he says is a thing. Uh, it is a thing now. Yeah. But... Uh, we'll, we'll get into the finer details right. as we as okay. we sift through the next hundred phone calls. I'll bite my tongue. Um, many people were as misinformed as Eddie Pence when it came to why the Manila <laughs> folder was named such. Hey, Ralph, Sean of Orange County. Uh, you guys are talking about Manila envelopes. Yeah. And I'll be goddamned if I too just assumed it was the color because it's always that shitty yellow color. Yes. Right. So I guess that means I agree with Eddie. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm not driving to a wall now. Don't, sir. No, Love it's you. okay. Bye. Just because you're like Eddie Pence, there's no need for you to drive into a wall. It's not that bad. You can be like Eddie Pence and live. <laughs> See, I do it well. Eddie does it every day. Every day. A lot of people coming to Eddie's defense. Thank you, that everybody. Are, that are wrong. They're right. Like Robert. Hey, Ralph. Uh, it's Robert from Los Angeles. Hey, Four-star army member. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to have to agree with Eddie on this one. Nope. Mm -hmm. Manila mm -hmm. has turned into a color. Mm. Right. Um, Manila, Manila folders, Manila, Manila envelopes. Mm -hmm. um, if you have the same style envelope and folder mm -hmm. sitting on a table, right. the Manila ones, and then you have some the exact same style but red, uh -huh. if you ask somebody for a Manila folder, they're right. not going to get that red one. They're right. going to get the Manila colored exactly. one. That's all I got. Where was, uh, Eddie was right for once. Nope. nope. Mm. But, no, yeah. he used science. That's science. No, uh, first of all, you're uh, incorrect. the The color of Manila envelopes <laughs> and folders is called buff. That's the color. Uh, buff, buff, b u f f, b u f f. Or we'll accept also ochre, o c r h e. I believe it is ochre. O-C-H, O-C-H-R-E, buff or ochre, are both acceptable descriptions for the color, the, the pale yellow tannish color of Manila right. envelopes and folders. See, I'm willing to concede the point that Manila was a, was at one point a type of paper made of hemp, uh, and that's you made the envelopes out of. And that's why they named right. them those right. things. But it's evolved to the point now where it is now a color. Yeah, but you said... That they named right. the envelopes and the folders Manila because they were naming them That's after the color thought. that they were. But then I happened to uh, stumble upon but it But you being will a say fact. that you're wrong about that. They weren't named Manila Originally, envelopes because of the color. But then the world caught up to me and now I'm right. No, you're not right because you initially <laughs> said that it was called Manila because of the color. But, they were, they were right. named after the color Manila, which simply is wrong. And yeah, right, technically. Not technically. Technically, Completely I was wrong. And thoroughly wrong. But now I'm right because it is a color. It's like saying, oh, I, what's the color of that carpet? It's charcoal gray. Oh, charcoal. They must have named charcoal after the color charcoal. That's what you're thinking no, is. That's, well, no, because then by that logic, then that carpet was originally charcoal. It was actually charcoal in the carpet. 
But now the charcoal is a color without there actually having to be charcoal in it. Unfortunately, charcoal is the, the thing color. that's mudding like this all up is the fact that <laughs> some dummy in some paint company somewhere has done this. Hey, Brian Williams, One Star General, Simi Valley. Uh, Eddie is correct. The Manila color <laughs> is a paint. So if you look in paint stores, it is a color. Therefore, I believe now it is a color. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Thank you. Yeah. A company called Deluxe, a paint manufacturer, has specifically mixed a pigment mixture that is based on the color of Manila envelopes. <laughs> so they now say you can paint with the color Manila. Who would want a room colored Manila? I can only imagine. <laughs> People <laughs> like yourself. No, I never said I liked Manila. I just said I thought it was a color. So now it is a paint color. Oh, but you. still, Manila envelopes and folders are actually buff or ochre. <laughs> which existed long before the middle envelope. It, it was a long, windy road to me being right, but I'm right. You're not right. I think I'm right. And more importantly, you may be drunk because this next call, I think, is the <laughs> voice of, of, of many Garmy members who were dying to hear this. Hey, this is Eric, two-star general from Las Vegas, Nevada. We need a drunk Eddie's thoughts with a Manila talk. I'm not even done with the Ralph report yet. I, I had to call in and... uh. I get this out there. Love you, Mia. Bye. Yeah, a lot of folks were asking for drunk Eddie's thoughts on Manila. <laughs> if you're new to the show, uh, we have found out that Eddie Pence, who uh -huh. does not drink, has never had a drink. If you slow him down to half speed while he's on one of his inane rants, he sounds exactly like the drunkest guy at the bar who is just pontificating on something he knows nothing about. <laughs> and we have turned those things into something called Eddie's Drunk Thoughts. I can't like see that close-up. something a foot from your face. It's gross. Eddie's drunk thoughts. I'm fine. Yeah, my teeth are working. <laughs> Manila paper was patented for the first time in Massachusetts. So it's a type of paper, day. not a color of paper. It is a type of paper, yes. So it's not a col it's not the color manila. It's a type of paper. What color? I always assumed it was a color. Do you know whatever of manila that yellowish color of manila. Mustardy yellowish color. I understand. I always assumed the color that was of manila. manila paper, but why do, would you think manila is a Color. I never made the association of Manila as the type of paper. It's a I just city in the Philippines. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know Manila, Philippines. You've never heard of Manila? No. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know Manila, Philippines. Ascendant drunk Eddie is hilarious. Early on, you called it Manila, by the way. <laughs> Almost like it's a flavor. It's Manila ice cream. Oh, man. <laughs> that is spectacular. <laughs> Thanks to everyone who asked for that and who called in. You, too, can oh. be featured, by the way, on this segment. All you got to do is pick up the phone, but you got to call me. Alrighty, now it's time for us to take a look in the rearview mirror as we find out what happened on December 5th, this day in history. Ralph's about to solve another mystery Like it's today the day some dude invented Listerine Or maybe a tyrant king married his sister queen Who knows, every day seems to be an anniversary The Garmy's rubbing Ralph's lamp, so grant our wishes please And tell us what went down this day in history All right, on this day, December 5th, in 1456, an earthquake struck Naples, Italy, killing 35,000 people. Holy crap. Now, it was 1456, so I can imagine their building codes were not quite up to snuff 
Also had to be like the most the population of that area. I would That's imagine. True. How many people were living in Naples, uh, Naples in uh, 1456? Jesus. But I'm assuming their walls were just stones stacked up. Yeah. And they were just <laughs> sit, oh. sitting next to one when the big one hit and they were all crushed. Were there many multiple story units or was it just, I can't imagine, I guess the whole house would just collapse on top of you. That's what I'm assuming. Jesus. Yeah. That's but, awful. So uh, let's be thankful that we build better. Yes. Now. Building codes days. are important. In 1717, on December 5th, the English pirate Edward Teach ransacked <gasps> the merchant sloop Margaret and kept her captain, Henry Bostick, prisoner for eight hours before he released him. Bostick then provided the first account of Edward Teach's appearance and was the source for his name. Eddie Pence for extra points. Any idea what Edward Teach's pirate name was? Blackbeard. That is correct. He was Blackbeard the Pirate. How did you know that? I know a lot about pirates. All right. I remember I knew All about right. the uh, the two women pirates. Oh, that's true, yeah. The other you dude. do have a little what? secret cachet of pirate, little, knowledge little pirate knowledge tucked away. That's because you got all those colors out of the way in your brain. You got room for pirate <laughs> facts. Occupy it with other facts. Pirate lore. <laughs> In 1766, the world's largest auction house, Christie's, the legendary Christie's, held their first sale in their now permanent sale room in Pall Mall, London. And they're still there to this day from 1766, but still known as the premier auction house in the world. In 1776, the first U.S. fraternity, Phi Beta Kappa, was formed there at William and Mary College. The very first frat was born on this day in 1776. A lot of bros. Finally, a way for rich white guys to make themselves feel superior to other rich white guys. Because used to be they were only felt superior to people of color. Right. But now they can hoist themselves above even their own class. Yeah, now they have their own brothers. That's right, because now we're brothers. Because <laughs> I'm paying a, a fee. Dumb. 1792, George Washington was reelected as president of the United States. On this same day in 1804, Thomas Jefferson was reelected U.S. president. His vice president's name? I did not know this until I read this fact. Thomas Jefferson's vice Tom Je Thomas Jefferson's vice president's name was George Clinton. Huh. So William Jefferson Clinton had two out of three of his names. I didn't know that. Presidential. Wow. Well, three if you count. William. William. Uh, William Henry Harrison. Yeah. And wasn't well, there a couple of William, couple William presidents, weren't there? <laughs> uh, on this day in 1848, U.S. President James K. Polk triggered the gold rush of 1849 by confirming that they did indeed discover gold there in Northern California, and yeah. everyone went apeshit. I have to think, if I was alive in 1848, I would likely head west. What, what, what did you have to lose? Nothing. Nothing. Because I can imagine my life in 1848 <laughs> would have been pretty fucking shaky yeah. at that point. Nobody would have got your impressions. Nobody. I'd be like, well, hello, citizen. And they'd be like, who are you doing? I'm doing Adam West. They're like, he won't be born for another hundred years. It was just pointless. Um, yeah, so the gold rush was uh, was triggered on this oh. day. You know, I say always about the 1800s, Eddie Ripe for invention. Today is chock full of fucking inventions. Really? And you know how I feel about inventions that we still use to this day. They're the best thing ever. Gives me a boner. And I got I got double boner today. <laughs> Because on this day in 1854, a gentleman named Aaron Allen, he got his patent for something he liked to call the folding chair. Really? Hi, how are you? What would we do without goddamn folding chairs? Professional wrestling wouldn't be the same. Right? That's where my mind went <laughs> automatically. I, about. I was thinking, oh, I don't know, like events, like where people gather, I like guess. a wedding or yeah. a picnic or any number of things where you have to set up chairs. But I think professional wrestling. They're mostly wrestling. Yeah. And then in 1876, Daniel Stilson patented something that he liked to call the pipe wrench. It was the wrench with the adjustable yeah. wheel that would open and close the grip of the yeah. wrench. So you'd have yeah. to buy multiple wrenches. Exactly. It was the adjustable pipe wrench. He invented that on this day in 1876. Wrench lobby had to hate him. Oh, man. Big wrench. Big <laughs> wrench hated him. By the way, of course, we still use pipe wrenches today. You know what uh, the most popular uh, brand of pipe wrench is right now? No. The Stilson. Still the one he invented. Still, is it? That guy. It's called, in fact, many, in many quarters, it's called the Stilson wrench. Huh. Son of a bitch. Genius. <laughs> On this day in 1908, the very first U.S. football uniform numbers were put on jerseys at the University of Pittsburgh. Huh. 
Can you imagine how confusing it was to try to follow a football game without numbers? I guess you just didn't care who the players were. I guess it was just them versus us. Yeah. But, you know, I wouldn't want to be a sportscaster. No. And then that guy grabs the ball and he throws it to the other guy. And that guy is running. Oh, he's tackled by the other guy from the other side. And now that guy is now, oh, he's limping off the field. He's being helped off by two other guys. And those guys are now getting back into the play. <sighs> Just a lot of that. The, the upside, you could buy a jersey. You don't have to worry about. That's like, true. Your one jersey would be good for your entire, entire life. fan career. That would be. I have so many. Oh, useless jerseys. I have a Lavernius Coles Redskin jersey. <laughs> How useless is that? Pretty, pretty useless. Mm. Uh, on this day in 1914, the Italian Parliament procla- proclaimed the neutrality of their country. So this one, let everyone know we're not involved. Hey, don't give us no problems. We don't care about nobody but us. How you do? In 1929, the very first U.S. nudist organization was founded in New York City. Oh, The American League for Physical Culture was the name. Physical Culture. Physical Culture. Wow. They always have those names that make it sound like they're not all about just getting naked just together. That's all it's about. Oh, no, no. It's We're naturalists. We're about the physical culture. You're just a bunch of people getting naked. Yeah. You just want to look at boobs. That's right. That's all it is. On this day in 1933, one of the greatest days in the history of mankind, U.S. prohibition ended when the 21st Amendment to the U.S. Constitution was ratified and the 18th Amendment was repealed. On this day at 5.32 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, it was legal to start drinking again. like me, but I think I'm going to have a drink today to celebrate you should. that fact. You should. It's the rare drink. Once in a while, I like to... I can't believe that ever got passed in the United States. For years. Where they would just could ban alcohol. For like 30 years. I guess it's the same no, as 13 years drugs, though, if you think about it. Like, it is. It's it's uh, it's a bigger problem than most yeah, drugs, it's really. Just, it's just crazy. that could, I can't even fathom that happening. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, on this day in 1941, Sister Elizabeth Kenny invented a new treatment for infantile paralysis, as it was called back in the day. We call it polio now. But uh, it used to be when a child was aff- afflicted with polio, this is before before the polio vaccine, yes. of course, um, what they would do is conventional medicine would put the affected limbs in casts, just lock them up. Oh, that probably Couldn't worked. use your legs. We just put a long cast on it, and then you just toddled along on your cast. Oh, wow. Her plan was to take hot compresses, apply them to the patient's bodies, followed by passive movement of those areas to rehabilitate the muscles. She basically invented physical therapy, this woman, in 1941. And she was a self-trained Australian bush nurse. She really didn't have any uh, medical uh, education per se. Wow. Invented physiotherapy, basically. That's good. Good for her. Good for her. In 1955, another impressive lady... Rosa Parks started the historic bus boycott in Montgomery, Alabama, because she would not get to the back of the yeah. bus, famously. 1967, the pediatrician Benjamin Spock and poet Allen Ginsberg were both arrested in New York while protesting against the Vietnam War. Anytime you see someone complaining about protests in the streets, especially here in America, keep in mind, no pre- protest was ever popular until yeah. well after the fact. That's, That's the purpose of protest. Right. You're going up against the general wisdom. And this in this case, it was the Vietnam War, which was a completely wrong war for us to be in. But if it wasn't for people taking to the streets to make that point, drive that point home, we wouldn't yeah. be appreciating There'd it. There'd be now. no unions if there wasn't for protest, unpopular protesting. Exactly. In 1973, Paul McCartney and Wings released the album, which was his biggest hit to date after leaving the Beatles. Good album. In 1974, the final episode of Monty Python's Flying Circus aired on BBC. That was sad. 1988, a federal grand jury indicted the PTL Club founder and Christian televangelist Jim Baker for fraud 
after he paid hush money to cover up an alleged rape. Good dude. But he's back. He's back. And people listen to him. Oh, of course. They never go away forever. Nope. nope. In 1990, uh, British novelist Salman Rushdie appeared in public for the first time in two years after a fatwa was declared against him by the Ayatollah Khomeini of Iran because of his book, The Satanic Verses. Yeah. It's hard to believe because it was a long time ago, but there was a time where just writing a book could get you yeah. a death sentence by certain sects of Muslims. It's insane. It's insane. It's insane. Uh, we were just talking about Christie's, the auction house in London. On this day in 2006, Audrey Hepburn's little black dress from the film Breakfast at Tiffany's was auctioned off for charity for a record $923,187. Jesus. Almost a million dollars was paid for that iconic dress from that film. That's crazy. She is a fashion icon, and that dress started the revolution of all women everywhere owning a little black dress to wear to fancy occasions. And so I guess some rich fashion person. I guess if money doesn't mean anything to you, then I guess you can buy something. I don't care how much money you have. Almost a million dollars for a dress has to Uh, mean something, doesn't it? I don't know. Uh, Speaking of collectibles, on this day in 2008, former NFL running back and murderer O.J. Simpson was sentenced to 33 years in prison for kidnapping and armed robbery when he went to that place in Vegas to get his uh, signed jerseys back. Remember? That was 11 years ago? Yeah, he's been doing time for 11 like years. That. Well, he's out now. He's on Twitter. Oh, that's right. I forgot he's yeah. out now. He was out. He was early yeah. released, right? He's on Twitter now. Yeah, don't follow him. Uh, 2017, Austrian courts ruled in favor of same-sex marriage. Oh, good move, Austria. Finally <laughs> got around to that, did you? Way to go. In 2017, the online store Amazon began operations in Australia. So now you can buy stuff down under, mate. (laughs) Get it delivered to you. That's good. And in 2018, another story about Christie's Auction House. In 2018, a letter by Albert Einstein from 1954 with his thoughts on religion and God sold at auction for $2.9 million. Have you ever read the God letter, the famous uh, Einstein God letter? Pretty interesting stuff. I'll read you a little clip. Uh, The word God for me is nothing but the expression and product of human weaknesses. The Bible is a collection of venerable but still rather primitive legends. No interpretation, no matter how subtle, can for me change anything about this. So he's saying pretty much religion is a creation of man because man is basically a scared little creature. That makes sense. He was a pretty smart Yeah, to me, anyway. Yeah. All right, you know, I like to save the food-related days of history for the end because it's always fascinating to me whether Eddie Pence will eat something or not, but more importantly, why he will or won't. I talk about the food, then we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. That reveals all. We find out if three of those items come up on matching reels that he does indeed eat it and there's much rejoicing. Or those reels are mismatched and it means Eddie Pence will not stick it in his mouth, but still may stick it up his ass. So we'll have to wait and see. On this day in 1832, Andrew Jackson was re-elected president. A lot of presidents were re-elected on this day after defeating his opponent, Henry Clay. Andrew Jackson's favorite food, Eddie Pence, was something that he referred to as leather britches. He liked to eat some leather Leather britches. britches. Yes. Now, don't think he was eating a pair of pants. Mm. It was just a nickname for his favorite dish. He loved long green beans cooked with bacon. The green beans being the legs, the bacon wrapped around them being the britches. Leather britches was his nickname for green beans and bacon. Is that something Eddie Pence would chow down on? There's only one way for us to find out. Let's pull that handle. You got one, two, three leather britches. I would not have pegged you for a green bean man. I love green beans. Wow. I like green beans, uh, broccoli. And uh, asparagus. Asparagus. I should have known bacon would probably sway you over to the side. Even if you weren't a huge green bean fan, yeah. I think you put bacon in with anything, that makes it... I make good. this way I make green beans for Thanksgiving. I make a pot of green beans and I throw uh, slabs of bacon in there. You're making leather britches yeah. is what it's you're a, making. It's a southern thing, too. Right. Well, Andrew Jackson, yeah. he was a big southern racist. Super racer, southern. Like most Super of your family. Southern. So that's probably why they enjoy it. Everybody down there gets their... <laughs> Gets their leather britches yeah, on. Leather britches. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. Eddie Pence eating something. What a fun, yeah, what a fun thing that, that is when yeah. it occasionally happens. And that was <laughs> this day in history. 
I pity the fool who ain't been schooled by Ralph recently He's dropping college level knowledge with such accuracy It got my head spinning faster than a drunk Eddie And I'm rocking the back and track with a rap like a bad celebrity I hope Cooperman loves my beats cause that rhymes with LMB And that's a rap for the Ralph Report today in history Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. And now it's time for all the entertainment news in a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Well, exciting times yesterday when uh, Sony dropped the much-anticipated first trailer for Bond number 25, No Time to Die. The farewell Bond adventure starring Daniel Craig. And I, did you watch the trailer? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, no. my God. Is it good looking? Oh. Is it everything you want? so good. It's got everything you want in a Bond trailer, at least. I hope the movie is the same. Um, it's funny because uh, I recorded Friday's UK update with Steve Ashton. Yeah. Uh, before the trailer came oh, out. Oh, really? But he, all, but he brings it up. So we talk about it as if we've seen it just by <laughs> randomly mentioning things we thought might be in it. It's going to be very entertaining to listen How to on Friday. How far off is it? We're, we're all pretty far off. But um, <laughs> it looks great. Yeah, you've got... Everything you want in there. Uh, Blofeld is back. You've got uh, Felix Leiter is back. You get to meet uh, Lashana Lynch's rival British agent who goes up against him. Another double O that he has to go up. His, his Aston Martin is there. The giant dueling machine guns come out of it oh, and everything. They're pulling on all the uh, nostalgia strings. It's got all the gadgets. got all the supporting characters. It just looks great. And uh, Rami Malek is also in it as the new villain, Safin, in this film. So, Big send-off for, uh, what's his face? Daniel Craig? Daniel Craig, yeah. yeah. It looks terrific. Here's a little bit of the trailer. Uh, you get from this, the basic idea. Bond has retired. He's, uh, he's out of the Secret Service because he's in love and he wants a normal life. But as often happens... Shit hits the fan. Who do they call? Good old 007. The world is arming faster than we can respond. Where's 007? I need a favor, brother. You're the only one I trust for this. The world's moved on, Commander Bond. You were double O. Two years. So stay in your lane. You get in my way. I will put a bullet in your knee. The one that works. The one that works. Oh. She's going to cap his ass. Damn. Because he's old, man. He's old, beat up James Bond coming out of retirement. And she's like all young and shit. Cap him in the knee. Whatever with you, old man. Okay, boomer. Sit down. She did okay, boomer. Okay, boomered him. Yeah, looks great. And I assume now, with this being the, the send-off, where this showing like Bond is showing his age and is a little yeah. uh, craggy, they're going to just reboot with the next new one. They'll probably get a young dude probably. in, and they'll just probably. run him into the ground. I'm sure they will. So, But let's not think about the next one. Let's enjoy this one, which I think comes out next he month was, or later he, this month. He was really good in Knives Out. Yeah, so He's I've heard. He's really good in Knives He's Out. He's a really talented actor. Yes. He's a lot more than James Bond. Yeah. But uh, still looking forward to this. Another icon, Willie Nelson, is in the news. He has sadly announced that he doesn't smoke pot anymore. Oh, why? Yeah, he can't. His lungs are too beat up. Oh, no. He said, I don't smoke anymore. I take better care of myself. I've abused my lungs quite a bit in the past. So breathing's a little bit more difficult these days, and I have to be careful. But he still gets high, he says, because he eats edibles. Edibles. Yeah. There we go. So don't be sad. Okay. Willie's still getting high. All right, some he says he thing. also, he vapes. Isn't that just as bad for your lungs? I think it's worse, right? Isn't what that I've what's heard? killing all those kids? I think so. Don't vape, Willie. Yeah. Mama, don't let your babies grow <laughs> up to be vapors. <laughs> That's his new single. <laughs> Hope you enjoy it. Jason Derulo. You're familiar with the singer-songwriter Jason Derulo? I don't think I am. I bet you are. If you saw his picture, you might know him. Uh, That's what got him in trouble, actually, is his picture. Instagram bounced him off of uh, their service, their platform. Well, at least one photo, anyway. 
because it was him uh, posting in his underwear, hmm? and it turns out his penis is too big. Oh no! It's too big for Instagram. Oh no! He's 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 rocking an anaconda. Is he? Yeah. I mean, there's no denying it. He is in he's in his underwear. He's not showing his penis, but you can see the outline of the penis go from the center of his body. <laughs> And pretty much wrap around his entire. He's up in the waistband area. His entire left the, the left hip, hip is uh, ensconced. Whoa. With penis. Penis. He's that he's got a giant knob. That can't be comfortable. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I'd let, I, it's okay with me. Oh, <laughs> uh, you mean to, to wear? To actually yeah. have in your pants? Yeah. Well, to here's have the to thing. carry that thing around. He's very upset because he says you don't have to take it. <laughs> I'm telling you to take it. I don't know. Just saying. Pretty good looking. <laughs> I'm saying there's. A, he says there's a double standard because women flaunt their bodies all over Instagram, and he says his junk is covered, and but it's a clear example of discrimination. He says because he simply can't help his size. I <sighs> feel for God, you, brother. I'm dude. just. I know. I, I'm in the same boat. It's like my <laughs> balls. I can't do anything about them. I can't hide them. What am I gonna do with them? That's why you rarely post on Instagram. I never post in my underwear on Instagram. You'll notice you won't find one photo of me in my underwear on Instagram. It's because of my massive balls, and I don't want to be—I uh, don't want to get in trouble with Instagram. <laughs> so yeah, he's very upset that his Instagram picture won't show his anaconda. Oh, poor guy. Yeah, but he should just put it on Twitter. You can put everything on Twitter. It's true. You really can. And I don't understand like why he's coming out his penis, but women can't walk around with their tops off, and men can. Yeah. So it's like, what are you arguing about? Like He's saying a woman can put on a sexy bikini or underwear picture on Instagram right. and be all sexy. But a man can also... He's in his underwear on Instagram being all sexy, but he got bounced because you can make out the outline of his uh, right. enormous schwanstucker. But he can have his shirt off and a woman can't. But that's not the same thing. How is that not the same thing? Because that's not the sexual titillating part. Nobody's looking. Jason Dillon going, oh, give me those nipples. No I'm one cares about his nipples. Yeah, but there's that whole thing where women should be able to walk around with a top, their top off, too. Yeah. Because the, the, the breasts are inherently... genitals. The breasts are inherently sexual. They're a form of... Stay on target, Red Leader. Stay on target. Saying. Genitals. Just, We're talking about genitals. Right. Yes. You're saying... You're talking about boobs, though. Well, I'm saying his, her, a woman's genitals may be covered, right? And on Instagram, but she can still be posing sexily. He's not showing any nudity. He's covered. I know. I just think, but that he's saying I can't help the fact that I have a big penis. Why should that? Why should that automatically make make my photo <laughs> rejected by Instagram? I, I just, I just don't think it's a double standard. I don't think you're thinking about his penis enough. I'm thinking about boobs. Speaking of boobs and photos, <laughs> Kate Beckinsale. She got some blowback over the uh, weekend for her Instagram photos. She was on a, th a Thanksgiving trip in Cabo San Lucas, and she posted a handful of photos of herself in little bikinis, oh. wearing high heels. Okay. Now, that's very sexy, right? Very sexy. Well, a lot of people came at her and said, I feel like you're having a midlife crisis or something, said one troll, saying that she is too old at the age of 46 to be posing in bikinis and high heels. Have you heels. seen her? She's not too old. That's to my that. point. Have you seen the photographs? She's unbelievable. And by the way, even if she wasn't, who cares? Who cares? If yeah. someone is proud of their body or wants to pose the, in, in a picture and put it up on their social media, yeah. they can do whatever they like. Can we just do away with uh, internet comments on anything? Like that's, on Twitter? That's the on, only answer. On Instagram? These people shouldn't be allowed to comment, positively or negatively. You shouldn't have comments anymore. There should be. Uh, this is our million-dollar idea, Eddie Pence. Yeah. We're going to come up with a new social media platform, which is not social at all. <laughs> There's no interaction between you and the people who are viewing your content. You get no contact with them. Anti-social media. Anti-social media. It's strictly a showcase for whatever you want to put on, and no one can say shit about it. There's no likes. It's all one direction. There's no unlikes. Just me pump, pumping stuff out there to the world. Like it, don't like it. It's just me being me. I like this idea. Yeah. <laughs> Anti-social. We're the trolls. Anyway, she's clapping back. Kate Beckinsale never uh, suffers these fools gladly. No, she, she always, got sharp tongue. She always gets into some yeah. sort of beef with them. Uh, to the person who said you're having a midlife crisis or something, she wrote, Oh, I think that's because you're an annoying asshole, <laughs> she wrote. <laughs> Which makes her even more attractive to oh, yes. me, by she's the way. Beautiful inside and out. Yes. And lastly, this is good news. When I had uh, Robin the Boy Wonder from TV's Batman, Burt Ward, on this show a little while back, we were talking about a great many things, of course, but also the fact that he was finally getting his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yeah. 
and he knew he was getting it. He knew it was going to be next to Adam's star, so the dynamic duo could it be there be. together, absolutely. But he was not aware of when the ceremony was going to be exactly. So he promised me when he found out those details, he would reach out and get in touch, and we would record a little announcement for the members of the Garmy who might be interested and want to participate and be down there and watch Bird get his star. That happened yesterday. So here's a little quick uh, snippet of a conversation I had on Skype with Robin the Boy Wonder himself, Burt Ward. Golly gee willikers, exciting news. I just found out Thursday, January 9th at 11 a.m. on Hollywood Boulevard, I get my star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame next to Adam West. Oh, I couldn't think of a greater honor. It is so exciting. I've been waiting and waiting to find out what the news was. And I want to invite all of the Bat fans everywhere in the world. Come on out. Hollywood Boulevard is plenty big enough. We'll accommodate all of you. And uh, please come out so we can all celebrate this together. I think it's just a wonderful, fantastic opportunity. And it's a real tribute to comic books and to the people that love them. And to you and the show and your good work, sir. I'm going to be there. If you're within the sound of my voice, come on out and join us. We're going to try to get as many Bat fans down there as possible. It promises to be an amazing event, even if you've never seen one of these things. It's really a cool piece of sort of classic Hollywood excitement to be down there for this. So it's really going to be a blast. Thanks so much for coming by, man. Thank you, citizen. <laughs> There's Bert Ward. <laughs> It's remarkable how he sounds just like he did. He's still the boy in wonder. In the 60s. Yeah. It is Thursday again, in case you missed it. A Thursday, January 9th at 11 o'clock down there on Hollywood Boulevard, 6764 Hollywood Boulevard, right in front of the Guinness World Records Museum. So it's just off Hollywood and Highland, yeah. basically, yeah, yeah. across from Jimmy Kimmel's uh, theater there. So if you're in Southern California, I'm going to be down there with Bert on hand. I'm sure the Batmobile is going to be there as well, and we're going to have a good time. So that I'll remind you as we get closer. But January 9th, it's official. That's when Burt Ward gets his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So it'll be fun. All right, let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on this day, December 5th. Comedian Margaret Cho is 51 years old today. <laughs> Has Margaret Cho ever made you laugh once? No. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they throw that label around pretty liberally, that comedian media tag. I mean, she's been working. Absolutely. Two, dec two decades. That's not, that's, she should be called professional then. <laughs> professional Margaret Show is what she should be called. <laughs> I think comedian carries with it a certain burden, which means you have to be funny. Comedy is subjective. I know. I just don't <laughs> like her. Actress Paula Patton from Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol and Precious. She's 44 years old. Speaking of James Bond, actor Jerome Crobb from The Fugitive but also The Living Daylights. He was the James Bond villain in that one. He was the best thing about that movie because that was a Timothy yeah. Dalton movie. He's 75 years old today. Singer, guitarist John Resnick. Johnny Resnick of the Goo Goo Dolls is 54 years old today. And I don't want the world to see me Cause I don't think that they'd understand When everything's made to be broken I just Actor Nick Stahl from TV's Carnival and also uh, Terminator 3. He is 40 years old today. Uh, Gabriel Luna, who was um, Ghost Rider on yep. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but also most recently he was the Terminator in the Terminator Dark Fate movie. But don't hold that against him. They they canceled the Ghost Rider series on Hulu. I know. I yeah. was so bummed. They were going to do a whole series based on that character. It was great on uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. They're Same. pulling the plug on a lot of that Hulu Marvel stuff. Yeah. They were going to do an animated uh, Tigra and Dazzler yeah. um, series, and they pulled the showrunner and the entire writing Are staff. Are they still supposed to be doing the Howard the Duck thing with Apparently Kevin Apparently that's moving forward. That's still moving forward? Yeah, so we'll wait and see. Uh, Frankie Munoz from Malcolm in the Middle. He is 34 years old today. And one of the architects of rock and roll, literally, was there when it all happened. Little Richard is 87 years old today. Good golly, Miss Happy birthday, little Richard. That's it for Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat.
And because it is Thursday here on The Ralph Report, every Thursday we like to fling open the doors of that esteemed institute of learning, Ralph Sex University. You don't know what to do. There's one man to help you through. He's a graduate of Sex we like to investigate different aspects of human sexuality here at Ralph Sex University, and today's topic is ripped from the headlines. I want to thank Heath Smith for sending me this story. This is the latest craze on the internet, especially amongst wellness influencers. What? Well, you know, you know, social media has right. its influencers, and okay. these are people who carry a certain amount of weight in a certain field. Some people are beauty influencers. Okay, like so you, fashion influencers. You go there gotcha. for makeup tips. If it's a fashion influencer, as you mentioned, you want to see what the latest styles from Milan okay. are. Okay. If you're a wellness influencer, mm-hmm. think Goop-esque okay. on steroids. All right. Now, Gwyneth Paltrow will tell women to stick jade eggs up their vagina and steam their vagina yes. and things like that. This is along those lines. The teachings of a man named Dr. Stephen T. Chang. Okay. He wrote a book called The Tao of Sexology, The Book of Infinite Wisdom. And in that book, yeah. he has the sun worship exercise, which he claims will help balance your hormone, hormones. Uh-huh. Harm, harm, hormones. Hormones. And will also increase your sexual vitality. Okay. This simple exercise will change your life not only when it comes to sex, but the entire wellness of your mental and physical being. Okay. Simple exercise. What is the simple exercise? Well, uh, they're calling it online perineum sunning. Mm. Perineum sunning. Are you familiar with the perineum? That's the taint. It's the taint. It is indeed the taint. (laughs) That is the taint. This is the hottest trend (laughs) is to sun your taint. Mm. Really, it's more than your taint. It's it's your butthole. It's, it's the, your anus. It's the O-ring and the taint. It's your anus because the anus is right there next to the taint. It's the little bridge between the anus and the scrotum. Taint the ass, taint the balls. It's right. <laughs> Taint's right there in the middle. It's right in the middle. And now everyone is exposing their taints to the sunlight because you it never gets any sun, Eddie. You got to get some sun on your butthole. You do. You do because it changes your life. Does it? Don't listen to me. Listen to one of these influencers online. His name is Ra. Ra of Earth, he calls himself. Ra, like the sun god. Yes. Okay. He is Ra of Earth. He is a self-described teacher of humanology. Okay, so he's just... He, he teaches humanology, Eddie. What is humanology? It's the study of humans, I would assume. <laughs> yeah, he says he, he practices all things fitness, movement, yoga, but more importantly... He has mastered ancient occult practices that optimize human technology for full-spectrum living. Huh. Does Ra of Earth. So this is an ancient technique? to Ancient technique. Tan your your taint? He's got an online tutorial video (laughs) where he will teach you how to expose your butthole to the sun. Does he use a GoPro? He uses, uh, (laughs) actually he's got three of his friends (laughs) who are all completely naked. Ugh. And they uh, lay in the morning sun and uh, spread eagle, and they raise their <laughs> their ankles to their earlobes, and they open themselves up to the sun's powerful and magical rays. <laughs> yeah. I've got a little audio of that video for you. Please. Here he is, Ra of Earth. In a mere 30 seconds of sunlight on your butthole, you will receive more energy from this electric node than you would in an entire day being outside with your clothes on. Here he is with the guys. You guys are 10 seconds in. How does it feel? Mm, Peachy. Warm. Mm, Absorbing energy. You guys all said, "Mm." Mm, (laughs) mmm. Yummy. (laughs) Wow. Nourishing. 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 Like mother's milk. Mother's milk. Three... Two, one, complete. Charge oh, up. Yeah, just oh, 30 seconds 30. a day of sunlight on your asshole, Eddie. Wow. Will be like mother's milk You'd have shoved to lay. up your ass. <laughs> You'd have to lay your balls on your stomach to do this. I don't know if I could. I'd have to I'd have to engage some sort of team. It'd have to be a winch and pulley system in order for me to expose my taint to the sun. 
It is all the rage on the interwebs. Here is the exercise itself, uh, the sun worship exercise that is pulled from Dr. Stephen Chang's book. Once again, The Tao of Sexology. I will read it for you. Here's a here's a, a diaph. Di- oh, you're not supposed to lay on your back. Well, you to bend can. Over. There's any way, okay. any, any number of ways. His exercise is simply bend over and grab your ankles <laughs> with your asshole facing the sun. You can see from this diagram he's given you in the book. But I want to read for you the uh, description of why Dr. Chang believes this is so important. Okay. Sunlight has excellent germicidal qualities, and exposure to the sun will help keep the anal and vaginal areas healthy and free of germs. It is also an excellent treatment for hemorrhoids. I call vaginal infections and hemorrhoids diseases of laziness because they result from the neglect of these areas. Regular washing and exposure to sunlight will prevent these problems or heal them if they already exist. So if you've got hemorrhoids or a vaginal infection, just bend over and moon the sun, basically. That's all you got to do. This isn't from not cleaning yourself. Oh, Eddie, who am I going to believe? That's you or Dr. Stephen T. Chang, who wrote The Tao of Sexuality? Oh. Uh, he describes the sun worship exercise thusly. <laughs> Give this area full exposure to sunlight. Instead of bowing toward the sun, as you might expect from the name, you should bow so that your anus faces the sun. I hope that's when the aliens invade. <laughs> it's a three-step system. Uh, number one, turn your body so that your back is toward the sun. Lean over, number two, so that the sunset comes into the opening. This exercise (laughs) needs to be done without clothing for best results, he writes. And three, feel the warmth penetrate into the tissues. Good Lord. Now, lastly, I want to introduce you to Metaphysical Megan. Metaphysical Megan is also... Does she know Ra? She does know Ra. Okay. She's actually friends with Ra. Oh, that's good to know. They are both worshippers of the sun in this way. She has also made a big impact online with her description along with an image of herself fully naked on a rock with her knees up towards her chest, uh, sunning her perineum, which she says is an ancient Taoist practice that originated in the Far East. She describes, Eddie, the perineum as the gateway of life and death. It is the gateway where energy enters and exits the body, especially for women, because you get it's got an in and you got an out right, right. next to each other. It's like a revolving door, practically. <laughs> it's like in a kitchen, the in and the out door. <laughs> exactly. Gotcha. You don't want to go in the other, because then you hit a guy with a big tray full of plates. <laughs> There's <laughs> lobster everywhere. It's a disaster. <laughs> Here are some of the benefits of sunning your perineum. Okay? It brings in prana, or solar energy, from the sun into the organs, uh-huh. which then the body strengthens those organs with. They know the butthole doesn't open up when you bend over, right? <laughs> Apparently it does. Uh, perineum sunning prevents against leakage of chi. Oh, I thought you were going to say cheese. <laughs> you know, once I ate a bunch of chili, and I think I, I think I leaked some chi on the drive home from the restaurant, if I'm not mistaken. Well, you're just not doing enough perineum tanning. Uh, it increases creativity and creative output, by the way. Get some sun in okay. your perineum. It aids in a healthy libido and balanced sexual energy. It will, re-leg- it will regulate your circadian rhythm and promote deeper sleep. It grounds and connects you to the earth. It increases your personal magnetism and amplifies your auric field. Better focus and mental stimulation. Regulates hormone function in the sex organs. She says now she's been sunning her perineum every morning for a few months and she says she starts with five minutes of sun on her perineum every morning. So it's supposed to be 30 seconds. Well, I think her and Ra have had some sort of battle over this, exactly how long you're supposed to do it. The science varies. Wait for this. No, I no longer rely on coffee for energy to start my day because I am getting my energy from the sun on my perineum, she said. But you really can't do that in the office kitchen. He doesn't need coffee anymore. She says also... Uh, the intention of this is not to tan your butthole. She wants everyone to know. Oh, that. no. It's just a, I think it's just a lovely side effect. <laughs> so it added benefit, but it's not the intention at all. Before we say goodbye, I do want to mention what actual medical professionals who are chiming in what? on this phenomenon. Don't, don't have ruin to it say. for everybody. Dr. Diana Gall from the UK says there is no evidence that sunbathing in this way has any effect on physical well being at all. David, Dr. David E. Bank, who is a uh, founder of Mount Kisco's the Center for Dermatology, Cosmetic, and Laser Surgery, takes it a step even further. It's actually dangerous, he says. <laughs> the skin in this area is particularly sensitive uh. and never exposed to light. 
That means over time, it could result in an increased risk of skin cancer of the perineum if you give it too much Mm, sun. mm, mm. Who needs taint cancer? I don't. No one. No one needs that. We got enough going on in the world. We don't need to invent a new kind of cancer because you want to expose your butthole to the sun. So none of their their numbers and their facts add up? Well, believe it or not, Eddie, a lot of this may not be based on empirical scientific evidence. Uh, The doctors recommend if you're truly worried about vitamin D intake, you can just take a supplement as as, as opposed to exposing your (laughs) asshole to the sun. God love us. As a species, we're just circling the drain. I was hoping to save all that money on coffee. Well, give it a shot. You got nothing to lose. (laughs) Although I'm guessing you're kind of hairy down there. The sun's rays may not be able to get through your forest. You may need some deforestation. I'm guessing. Look at you. Look at you now. You look like a hobo. I just got a beard. You got a full beard. My winter beard. Got your hair combed with a candy apple. (laughs) Who knows what's going on there underneath? It's not pretty. It's not. That was today's Sex University. Oh, my goodness. I was laughing so hard, I think I leaked some chi there for a moment. Thank you so much for joining us, boys and girls, on today's The Ralph Report. Come on back tomorrow. We're going to do it again. Why not? I got the equipment all set up and everything. For Friday, you know I love me a Friday show because that means we kick off the weekend. We're going to help you do that by taking a look at all the new movies that are going to be in theaters this weekend. Also, all the entertainment news as well. Steve Ashton will return with another UK update. Listen to us try to bluff our way through the James Bond trailer. It's going to be quite entertaining. Come on back tomorrow, won't you? Why? Because I love you. I mean it. Bye. <laughs>